Good morning, family. So excited to share the Word of God with you this morning, all the way from the living room. This is amazing that we get to have church across our city, even across nations. We heard this morning that the Libbers are calling in from Hawaii to have church with us. Isn't that amazing that we get to share this moment together across the world? And I'm so excited that when the Word of God opens up and when the Word of God proceeds, it never returns void. So I believe this morning as we're going to study the Word together that God's going to minister not only to us but beyond this moment to so many hearts. We're busy with a series called Conversations with Jesus. And over the past few weeks, we've been looking at some of these conversations that Jesus has had with various groups or individuals. And this morning, we're going to continue and look at a very interesting conversation. Now, I want to take a moment and just encourage you, if you weren't at our service last week, the Lord really spoke to us in preparation for our service. And we had a great moment together in His presence, just being encouraged by the conversation that Jesus had with His disciples in the middle of the storm. So if you haven't been there or haven't heard that message, I really want to encourage you to go to our website, to our sermons, and get that podcast and be encouraged. But this morning, we're going to be looking at a conversation that Jesus had according to the Gospel of John, and we're going to be in chapter 18. We will share with you on the screen the text reading, but if you've got your Bible, please go ahead and get ready so that we can read John 18 together. And I just want to take a moment to set up this conversation for us, to give us a little bit of context. Now, what's important to note is that this is the last recorded conversation that Jesus had with anyone before he was nailed to the cross. So this is the last time that there was a record of what he said to anyone before they took him to have him crucified. And this conversation is not with a friend. It is not with one of the Pharisees. It's not with his disciples. But this is actually with the governor of the Roman rule. Who of you want to take a guess at who that is? For those of you who were right, that's Pontius Pilate. And here Jesus and Pontius Pilate are having the last recorded conversation before the cross. And we know that on the cross, Jesus had, had seven moments of speaking. But this is a very important conversation. What did Jesus want to say and leave with us before he faced death on the cross? What did he want to leave in this world? And what did he want to say to this Roman ruler? He was handed over to the Roman rule. The Jews wanted him crucified, but what's amazing is that Jesus kept his footing in this conversation and with confidence still say what he wanted to say in the face of adversary and in the face of Pontius Pilate. Jesus was representing the kingdom of heaven. He was representing the kingdom of heaven as a citizen of heaven, and today we too are citizens of heaven. Philippians 3 verse 20, that says our citizenship is in heaven. So let's read together how this conversation happened. We're going to be in John 18, and I'm going to be reading for us from verse 33. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, I, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priest have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? 
And he said this. After he said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I pray as we open up your word and look at these words that you spoke to Pilate, that you would speak to each of our hearts, that we want to have guarded hearts like Pilate had, that we want to have hearts that's directed by the current and the stream around us, but that we would have open hearts as you speak to everyone according to the power of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, anoint your word and let it go out this morning in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, we all say, amen. amen. What an amazing moment. Jesus is facing Pilate, the one who is about to sentence him to death. And Jesus keeps his footing and he speaks with confidence about his kingdom. And this morning, I wanna call this message the kingdom of confidence. Just think about that for a moment, that we are part of a kingdom of confidence. That Jesus showed to us that even in this moment when he was facing death, he was confident about his citizenship being in heaven. See, Jesus was facing the Roman governor, but Pilate was facing his creator. The one who had the means to execute temporary death, Pilate, were faced with the one who offers eternal life. There's this clash of two kingdoms in this moment. The kingdom which Jesus represents and the kingdom of this world. And Jesus stands firm on the confession that my kingdom is not of this world. And he leaves us with a conversation that we can in today's day and age hold on to and say, yes, Lord, we know that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Jesus is not of this world. Pilate said, Jesus, later on in the Bible, he said, I have the means to execute and kill you. And I can imagine Jesus standing there, Pilate, if your heart is just a little bit open, I have the means to give to you the way to eternal life. And we don't know, and history tried to, to prove what happened to Pilate afterwards. And there's some that believe that he actually got saved and accepted Jesus later on. But there's something in, in the way he acted that shows us how he encountered the kingdom of Jesus. So Jesus, staring death in the face, confidently holds this conversation because he represents the kingdom of confidence. And that made me think this week, where am I putting my footing where am I standing? Am I standing in the kingdom of confidence or am I being wavered in the kingdom of this world that is tossing us to and fro and all waves of doctrine and news and things around us? And this morning, I wanna invite you to step right back into the kingdom of confidence as you are a citizen of heaven. Also, here's another thought. In every circumstance that you face, you are equally facing your creator. Just like Pilate was opposite to his creator, you are opposite your creator and facing your creator in everything that you are facing. And I'm looking at this idea of Jesus tearing us on and says, come on, my children, come on, my loved ones, you can do this, you can get through this because of the confidence that my kingdom has brought. So let's look at four things that we can find in this conversation that'll give us confidence this morning. The first thing is that we have confidence in knowing who he is. We have confidence in knowing who Jesus is. It's amazing how Pilate has been in this space and trying to speak to Jesus and, and try and figure out how to lead this conversation, but he wasn't sure about who Jesus is. He wasn't sure about who, who this Christ is that was brought to him and the Jews are going crazy and the Romans are bloodthirsty and they wanna see someone on, on the crucifix, but Jesus was standing there confident about who he is and in the same way, we, his children, can be confident this morning because we know who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is. Pilate only knew Jesus on hearsay. 
He only knew about Jesus. He did not know Jesus. And this is an important moment to recognize that each one of us have the invitation and the ability to know Jesus personally and intimately. It's out of that place of intimacy and knowing Christ that our confidence is established. It is not in any good news. It is in the only good news of the gospel. It is not in a hopeful statement. It is in the fact that we know who Jesus is and we know him personally. When we know him, Truth will be established in our lives, and we too can be confident, which leads me to my second point, is that we have confidence in our position within his kingdom. What's amazing is how Jesus reiterated something in the second part of the conversation that he was speaking. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were so, and then he tells us a little something, which we'll get to in a moment, and then he just reminds Pilate and says, my kingdom is not of this world. That if it were so is an important moment. He said, if my kingdom were of this world, you would have found those who are following me, who are believers in my truth, come running, trying to save me from the imminent death that I'm facing. But because my kingdom is not of this world, you will see that those who follow me are confident in their position in the kingdom. They're actually standing back and allowing things to happen because they know the kingdom that they are a part of. They are not taking matters into their own hands. That's what he was saying. If they didn't know that they are part of this kingdom, they would have come running through the door pilot and just saved me. But can't you see that no one's doing that? It's because not only I, Jesus, but those who follow me are confident in the kingdom that we represent. And there is an opportunity once again for us to say, Lord, we will not take matters into our own hands. We will not run amok. We will not try and fix stuff. We're gonna simply know that your kingdom has come and you have brought it to this world. Hebrews 12 says it so beautifully. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Everyone say, cannot be shaken. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let's offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. So when trouble comes and faces us and opposes us, we say we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. When pain opposes us, we say we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. When hardships and opposition and anxiety and fear comes and opposes us like Pilate opposed Jesus, we can stand firm and say we lift holy hands of worship to Jesus because we are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We have confidence in the position we find ourselves in, in the kingdom of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that so encouraging to know that in the times that we live in? Thirdly, we have confidence in knowing the truth. And this is important. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I've been finding myself over these past few days trying to figure out, Lord, where do I find what real truth is? Because there's so much being said, and Jesus just keep reminding me, Pierre, we are people of the truth because I am the way, the truth, and the life. Who of you have felt this week just a little bit unsure about what truth is. It's amazing that in the conversation that Jesus has with Pilate, he speaks about him bringing truth, witnessing to truth. But in all of that, we see Pilate still saying, well, how do I know what truth is? And that is the mantra of the world out there. How can we know what truth is? How can we clearly and truly say that this is the truth? But Jesus reminds us that I am the truth and this was the purpose that I came here for to witness 
to the truth. Let our actions line up with our confessions. Because what's interesting is Pilate challenged Jesus and he said, how do I know what the truth is? And then once Jesus said, well, I have come to bear truth, then Pilate has a moment to choose. Will he believe what Jesus says or will he then do something else? And then he responds by saying, what is truth? I don't know what truth is. But we as followers of Jesus have the truth because Jesus has brought it to us. And John 8 says this, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you need setting free this morning from fear, abide in him and abide in his word. And Jesus said, you will be set free. If you know the truth, you will face this world and all its adversary and all its challenges, even in the hardest of days, and you can stand firm. Not like Pilate having to choose between the two. We are confident in knowing the truth of who Jesus is. And then lastly, we have confidence in listening to his voice. He said, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. This is an important point. The last thing that Jesus says in this conversation, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Guys, in the midst of of life, the shepherd is always speaking. And later on, he compares himself, or earlier on in his ministry, he compared himself to being the good shepherd. And he said, my sheep knows my voice. My sheep knows my voice. And he said here again, those who are of the truth knows my voice and listens to my voice. So if there's any encouragement for us today, can we listen to the voice of Jesus? Can we listen to the voice of his word? Can we listen to the voice of the kingdom? Can we look at the example of Jesus keeping his confidence amidst a very difficult moment? Can we listen to what he says? And you know what? Even though the voice of the shepherd sometimes leads us through the valley of the shadow of death, we still have his voice going ahead of us. We still have the voice of Jesus leading us on in this moment that we find ourselves in. So four things from this conversation. We have confidence in knowing who Jesus is. We have confidence in our position within his kingdom. We have confidence in knowing the truth. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And we have confidence because we have the word of Jesus and the voice of Jesus leading us on. Later on, after Pilate in John chapter 19 ordered Jesus to be flogged and beaten and ready for execution, they have a last little moment of conversation. Pilate said to him, do you not know that I have authority to execute you, Jesus? One last time, the enemy and the adversary stand strong. And he says, let me just remind you, Jesus, that I have authority. And then Jesus responds in a profound and powerful way. He says, the only authority that you have is such that was given from above. And it reminds us in this world where kingdoms clash, that even though difficult moments have authority, that even though the enemy has authority, that even though sometimes our pain has authority, that even though sometimes the government has authority, that even though sometimes sickness and disease has authority, Jesus taught us here that no authority in this world is granted unless it is from above. It is always subordinate and it's always serving the purposes of the Father in heaven. So can we be confident this morning that whatever is, is coming our way, it had to pass by the throne of God. 
and it's under his authority. That in the moment when the time is right, he can stop everything and change our situation around. But because Jesus had this understanding of the Father's authority, he could go through to the cross so that we can confidently say today that we are in Christ Jesus. And for that, we worship him. For that, we give him honor. And for that, we give him praise. You have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You have received it by the work of Jesus. Have you taken hold of it? Are you living in it in your homes as a family? Are you talking about the kingdom of who we are as kingdom kids, of who we are as citizens of heaven? Let's get our confidence ready and sorted out. Let's say, Jesus, lead us on in the truth and in your voice so that we can be people of confidence.